right, family. Welcome to another session. Ebony Republicans, guys, I'm just vibing over here. I need my friends in here tonight. Y'all all right? God bless America. Brother Joe Biden. Got Afghanistan wrong. The border's wrong. Ukraine wrong. Crack pipes wrong. Election wrong. I mean, you name it. I mean, good Lord, Joe. Inflation. Division. More welfare. More big spending. No results. More money in the pocket. For the slick. And the confused stay wondering in the wilderness. Y'all doing all right tonight? Guys, please check out my book, <laughs> Black Women Rings Around Saturn. It is on Amazon. I always start off with Amazon. It's <laughs> just like Amazon, biggest company in the world. iTunes, Audible, and Kindle. Please get yourself a copy. Guys, man, I was vibing, listening to some good music, man, and just listening to the nonsense out there, and we're going to have some tough times, and to be honest with you, the winter was supposed to be a lot worse than what we got. I just want you to imagine, we have Joe Biden in office. I want you just to think about that. Now, many of you guys don't know Joe Biden. And you know him as Obama's vice president. I know Joe Biden as Jim Crow Joe. Please let me explain. When you come from New York and the Democrats, including the Clintons, have created a crime bill that they later retracted in the last four or five years. But I just want you to understand, these guys get together and put together a crime bill, right? Now, Joe Biden, out of any other senator, have said publicly the word nigger more than any other elected official that I can think of in modern times. Did you hear what I just said? When you go back and you listen to his earlier days, when he wasn't considered much of a guy who makes gaps and mistakes the way he do, he was very deliberate in the language that he used. And even referring to persons like myself as predators. I can't say I argue with Joe completely. We grew up in the ghetto. Inner city, liberal state. I don't crap on New York. I love New York. Every time we had a good mayor. Look, I don't shit on Koch, Giuliani, or Mike Bloomberg. I got in against them guys. Mike ran as a Republican, went independent, and then went left field. I'm not mad at those guys. But New York that I grew up in was a mixture of conservatives and liberals, moderates, progressives, independents, poor, wealthy, middle class. All of a sudden, that's not the New York of today. Whoopi Goldberg is being sued by, is it Kyle Rittenhouse? The guy who went to court and was acquitted. And it turned into a really crazy thing. I'm still mad about R. Kelly. R. Kelly got railroaded. And I don't know, and many of us don't either, the inside story of R. Kelly. 
Because most of us, what we're finding out now, the, the closer you get into R. Kelly's story, you wind up in a, in a Democratic Party somehow, unfortunately. It's as strange as you can believe. How could you have a case with R. Kelly? This is a rap guy who can't even read. Why in the devil would people names come up like the Clintons? When he's tell, talking about he's ready to snitch if he can get some time off. He's talking about people in a royal family and all kinds of stuff that had to do with whatever trafficking that they're talking about. He's basically trying to plead the fifth. Like, like this New Jack City, it was Nino Brown. I'm not the real mastermind. It was the light-skinned guy. <laughs> Remember that? New Jack City? Wesley Snipes? He was about to go to jail because he was the kingpin. And he stood up and said, I'm just the guy who's in acting as the guy. I'll tell it all for you. He pointed, stand up in the courtroom. That guy right there, he's the real mastermind behind this. Yeah, the yellow nigga right there. That guy right there. Everybody stopped, looked at him. It was a mistrial. He said, I'm just a broke Negro. How do I know how to get big time drugs and shit like that? Said, when the last time you seen a Negro? He played on the courts. Right? And today, R. Kelly's doing the same thing. And all kinds of crazy stuff is coming up. He's mentioning big names, too. Jay-Z and, uh, you know, man, it's going down. Now, I'm not mad at what happened with R. Kelly because... He, he wasn't a bad, he, he was a good guy and he did some weird things. No, 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 no. I'm mad at R. Kelly. Or I'm mad about what happened with R. Kelly because the justice system cannot become a system of feelings and a system of what the media say and just public opinion only. What we have to learn to do is follow and let the facts come out. Let the entire court case and let the justice system do what it does in an honorable and upright way and let the, everything be done in the eyes of God. Same thing with Bill Cosby. I don't get into he was buying the network and all this kind of stuff and the deep state got mad. Guys, I can't buy into that. And it's the same thing that Steve Harvey had told Monique from the Parkers when she was talking about Oprah and Weinstein, all these other kind of people. It's deeper than just me. You see just the Parkers. You just see R. Kelly. But we got bigger wigs behind us that are the real masterminds behind this. Uh, and, and, and Steve Harvey said, okay, Monique, I hear you. And no, you ain't saying that nobody don't know. He said, but he literally said to Steve Harvey, you can't come on these folks' network and start talking about white folks and certain black folks and all kinds of folks. He said, baby, I'm trying to help you. He lost his show over that. He got in some trouble over that because he wasn't supposed to give her that much information. He was so tired of black people accusing other successful black people of not understanding how deep things really go in Silicon Valley, the Democratic Party, and, you know, the, the freaking, you know, the, the, the swamp. And he was like, dude, we know whatever you're saying. We get it. He told on national television, but you can't come on these folks' networks and handle it like this. And she went away angry with him. People said he was mean. And some people said, man, he gave her the best advice he could give it. Just like somebody said, look, the best thing you can do for Negroes and niggas. Listen, the best thing you can do for niggas is actually not be one. Some of the greatest ones of us have said that. It's even ones that are foolish. 
and they still sometimes go and try to be a nigger. Let me ex describe to you in modern times what a nigger is and the reason why black people historically, including myself, don't like to use that term when you're referring to anybody specifically, unless you have to do it as a case study or basically explain before a class as a professor, an audience, or a university what the word nigger really means, okay? And I'm going to tell you, at least more than half of the country don't understand what the word nigger means. Nigger is a derogatory term that was created. It is out of the Latin. And it didn't have as much clout back in the days. A nigger was just basically, and they changed it. Listen to this. A nigger was just like Wavon. It was a lazy person. Okay? It was a lazy person. And that was the original term that, that the, the term nigger uh, uh, became. And I'm going to tell you why it was used that way. Because before you got to colonial and basically Western colonization and things like that, you had the Latin, okay? Spain was in control at some point, okay? And with Spain and their slavery, it wasn't to do with colors, okay? It was to do with if you're not Latin, if you're not Spaniard, okay? People, see, people don't understand that the history of Spain and Britannia and the real Russia, I mean, excuse me, the real Rome. You know, and, 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 and Cyprus and Greece and all this other kind of stuff. And, 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 you know, people don't understand the details in Persia and all this other kind of stuff. So m most people understand whatever you're saying on a surface basis or a popular fad of the day expression. People don't really understand nothing about grammar and comprehension and compounded double entendres. And deep allegories embedded within your lexicon. And this is why certain people really understand that there are certain dictionaries that you have to use if you're going to go to court. Do not use any dictionary to understand any paperwork that you have with a regular dictionary or just Googling something. You must use the law dictionary to understand what are you dealing with when you come to the law. So, Whoopi Goldberg, Michael Avenatti. Guys, I keep talking about Michael Avenatti because Michael Avenatti is such a devil. He was connected. Just think of this. He's connected to Stormy Daniels. Just ask yourself, how did that happen? How the hell did you get connected with a prostitute? Or, excuse me, she's not a Playboy star. Okay, and she's an entertainer. Let me not diss Stormy because Stormy is actually pretty, pretty cool. I like Stormy Daniels, okay? I think she was coerced into this kind of uh, deal. I don't think she really had a problem with the president. I think uh, this, I don't want to say scumbag, but this freaking guy here, this freaking guy here, he went and dug that joint up because the Democrats gave him some information. I believe this is what happened to Dems, the liberals, somebody gave it to him. He went out there with just as crazy as he want to be. Wee-haw. And this dude was the biggest fraud you've ever seen in the galaxy. On top of that, just so y'all niggas ain't sleeping out this house, this nigga went and got all Kelly's fucking tapes. Okay, with the nigga on it. Chip, boom, bang. Here you go. Here go the people we had a sex with. Here's the cameraman. Here. They like, oh, this nigga is back in the scene. Vitalization. Stormy case still pending. Accusing the president. Michael Avenatti is back on the move.
Well, Nike came in and weighed in and said, look, man, we got our issue with you on some other shit. You threaten us, and here's the deal. Oh, that hammer dropped on him. Next thing you know, Stormy Daniels like, yo, I'm tired of this lawsuit. My own lawyer, you, Michael Avenatti, who's helping me go against the president, you're robbing me, raping me, and getting privileged treatment from myself, and I'm sick of it. I want my money from your ass now. Come to find out, she won the lawsuit that was against some other people's, other cases. He kept all of the money, had it wired to his accounts, paid off his bills and his apartments and whatnot. Now, how the hell you got... So R. Kelly and him filed motion to have his tape thrown out. Look at R. Kelly. Guys, pay attention. How is he connected in the same case at the same time with Nike and at the same time with the president? Guys, come on. Young Pharaoh, guys. I keep talking. Listen, this is the ER. I'm going to need my... We are surgeons out here. We got nurses up in this joint, medical professionals. Let's put this together, guys. We got dietitians, everybody in the building. Listen, look at what's happening with young Pharaoh. Now, I got to admit, young Pharaoh is out of control. He's absolutely lost his mind and fallen very, very deep into a hole. I've been there before. I'm a lot older than him, not too, too much older than him, but I get what's happening with his life. And it's not fair. And I think that's why he moved to Texas, because he wanted to get out of the endless zombie circle of accusing white folks. And he said this publicly. Go look at him. He got a chance to go and get on CPAC, and his mouth got him in trouble. He started talking about the Holocaust and, you know, the shit that's going to get your ass lit up. The Jews and black folks and all kinds of stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, young fella, you don't need to be saying that. You're doing good, you're marching, you're talking about the welfare state, and you're talking about our community, and you're talking about, you know, health and, you know, wealth and everything else like that, and, you know, the science of the neuron and the anatomy. People are loving you, man. You're following Trump. You're talking about child trafficking, and you're talking about pedophilia. People are loving you. And then you went off the rails and start talking about the Jews. Instant derailment. People start pulling their, the CNN did a spin on it real quick. They, you know they're going to get him. And I'm going to tell you something. What he did was not good. But what he did was less than what happened with Larry Elder. A, a person wearing a monkey suit threw a freaking egg or bowling ball, I don't know what it was, at the freaking guy. And it was not even coming. It was the most disrespectful, eye-popping, jaw-dropping thing that I've seen in my lifetime. I've never seen nobody dealt with like that in public with Larry Elder. That shit just, I was like, damn. They, I ain't worried about them burning the churches and shit like that. I don't know if any of this is orchestrated by this guy or that guy. I know that shit has been going on for years in the Democratic Party. Ku Klux Klan, that's the old stuff. We, we know what happened before the parties got switched or the sides or whatever the case may be. What I'm talking about is so disrespectful, dude. I was, I was, up, dude, I was, yo, I, I swear to God, I said, I'm saying, wait a minute, he's he trying to be the governor and in broad daylight, somebody throws an egg at the brother. Cussing him out from left and right, 
a white person. I think it was a white woman, if you, if I'm not mistaken. She was a liberal white woman. She was probably fighting against guns and trying to push more abortions in the black community and plasma clinics. I, I don't really know 100% all of the things she stands for, but she was mad at Larry Elder for talking about the families is the big issue in the country. It ain't race at this at this moment. That I mean, that can't be taken off the table. However, we know how it got on the table and how everybody got involved with it. But a person wearing a gorilla mask. And I don't know if there was any disrespectful language that came out of that as well. I know that that's going to be something that if they hold on to it, they could actually bring it up later on when he runs again. Guys, um, Hillary was asked by John Durham, or excuse me, the, the, the public wanted to know because of John Durham's investigation. He clearly stated that the Clintons were responsible for violating a sitting president by spying on him and his uh, leading up to his campaign, uh, uh, his, his uh, presidency and his campaign. Now, this is a special prosecutor. And I'm sure they're working on that. And again, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I know the Clintons for a long time. They've been a part of the black community. They even had their office in uh, Harlem. They just think of it, Harlem. I remember when black women made as famous as I don't need a black man, but Jesus, the term that the uh, uh, Clinton was a, the first black president. And all of the young boys that she was raising and young girls in her home as a single-parent black mother, we all started to say the same thing. We Hallelujah. Bill Clinton is the first black president. We rolled his skirt tail, and he gave more black women jobs, more projects, more food stamps. He gave the black males more penitentiaries, more incarcerations, more prisons. People used to say that they were uh, in charge of the elite prison system. They were making more money putting your ass in jail than they was uh, shooting you. This is real, guys. There's a lot of countries now getting to the point and towns and states and counties where this mass bid is really costing us a lot of lives. And unfortunately, people think it's a matter of people being bucking up and people being impatient and people being just a little bit too relaxed. But the reality is we're getting sicker with these masks. Mm -hmm. So many problems have come and the pandemic has been prolonged because of it. Now, look what happened in Ukraine. Because I got to touch on it. And first of all, I'm pro-life. Okay? Check out my book, Black Women Rings Around Saturn, on, uh, on Audible. Check that out. And thank you for tuning into the podcast. There is a lot of things that is happening that is wrong in this administration. That is absolutely beyond suspect and sad. I mean, it is a straight-up and down catastrophe and a quagmire. And the people wouldn't recognize it because 
you know, people want to believe. People want to have faith. And when people are associated with other people, we think that those people are good. You know, Joe Biden was on the case before Obama even got into politics. Joe Biden has been in a government over 20, 30-some years. Obama's been in it now maybe 10 years, 15 years. The child. And he hadn't been on the world stage for more than 10 years. Not even part of the conversation. He's just an onlooker like you and me. But now here we are. And Afghanistan is still have some loose ends going on over there. People are still trying to figure that out. You got China and the Spratly Islands and the, you know, building the military and the virus and Wuhan and Taiwan. <laughs> and you got Russia who goes in and takes a piece of their old land. Right now, shit, they got the border open. The damn Taliban got lucky. Iran finna drop the jib, the jib, the jib, the jib, 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 jibs on them. North Korea, like whatever. They still with the shits. Then you got Russia. Now, whatever you feel the problem is, whether it's NATO's problem and tripping. Because I do believe President Trump would have told NATO to hold up, back up. Let me handle this shit. Putin, you sit your ass down and y'all all listen to me. I'm the goddamn president. I'm Mr. Donald Trump. You get Heinz ketchup. This is about me. All right, we're going to get to the shits. And I believe, uh, shit, he met with John Jim Kong Yim. <laughs> Kim Jong Il in North Korea. President said, look, what happened, bro? Look, you ain't shooting no missiles, fam. And look, we we got to leave them sanctions on, bro. But look, look, we can uh, talk about, man, your behavior, family, in my next uh, presidency fit. You know what I'm saying? All right. We ain't had no problems out of them. Ripped up the Iranian deal. President Trump went in and said, look, Soleimani, you're gone. Unfortunately, it probably should have been handled better. But it, I'm looking at the type of movies he's making. He get in the office and he playing, they playing with ISIS and shit, pity pack, ping pong. He dropped the fucking ball. Boom. Clear that shit up. No more ISIS was gone. Now we got ISIS 2.0 later on. During Jim Crow Joe, that shit wasn't happening on front watch. The borders, the war was being built. We was going to start taxing the commerce. The government going to start getting the, the money off the ecstasy pills, nigga. Y'all bringing in legal guns in here, legal peoples, and legal uh, medicine and everything. That's all right. Come on, bring it on in here, but we got to see it and get a receipt for it. And the American people should be happy because you're going to benefit. This globalist idea of the left is costing traditional Americans to not even be Americans. It ain't just about Christmas they get rid of and get rid of the church. It's deeper than that. They getting rid of everything, family. They're turning this place into a... The flag is on its way out, too, along with the name America. They already got something else going on. We'll no longer be called America at some point or the United States of America. They're going to change the name. They they had it time. They want to take the statues out, burn up the federal court buildings, get rid of the municipal courts, 
Get every, get rid of the whole shit, burn it down, and we'll figure this thing out. That's the attitude of people right now. Lawlessness. Under President Joe Biden, it is completely lawlessness. And none of the Dems have called this president out. That's one thing you can say about Republicans. They did not like some of the shit that Trump was doing. Whether the people did or not, that's a different argument. But the Republicans, they was like, bro, I don't want you to do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. This president have showed Russia more than any other president that I'm in control of the hand while I'm ruling. That was the first U.S. president that Russia really respected in a long time, other than Bush. Bush made it clear to the Soviet Union and all them old niggas over there with that communism. He made it known to China, as he used to call it. Right now, we're in charge of this deal. And we're running the monetary system. We're keeping the peace. And we're working on our own internal issues. The rest of the world was on notice. Those who was monkeying around and playing got dealt with and stepped on. Mainly Saddam Hussein got stepped on. And it's been on ever since. They know that, just like Reagan, Republicans will act. We would have never had the things that happened on Obama's watch overseas. And that's the thing about the black community. We have no idea what is going on internationally, as they like to call it, which damn sure are going to affect peoples over here from travel to trade. So you should be concerned and want an open, apparent, you know, everything to be on the table, spades up in your government. You don't want a, a president to my I answer no question. What you mean? What you mean, bro? Somebody need to not get this. They do a they do a shoe at Bush. Look, somebody need to just be like, yo, interrupt the bro. What you mean, fam? You ain't answering no questions. We's the people. You better answer a question. What? You out of control. No, your ass is out of control. Talking about if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Who let somebody say something like that? And we all, he, 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 because see, that you know what the Democrats feel? They feel that we got the majority of black women to stay on our side. As long as we can keep on over here, the noise won't get too loud. Black men can complain all they want. The women ain't saying nothing. That's the way they set the deck. And that was the purpose of removing the fathers out of the home. It's a tragedy that we even got to talk about some shit like this. This seemed like worse than a sci-fi movie, a horror movie. Who does some shit like that? And then when you come in and you pull out the paperwork and show the peoples, even record, recorded the presidents apologizing and the congressman, Joe Biden, he apologized for the crime bill. And he wasn't in his right mind. He misunderstood things. Clinton gave a formal apology, even more than that. Went on a tour with Obama because people were starting to, it was getting too loud. Tain Obama, you two buddy-buddy with them and they got the crime bill. Obama said, okay, well, let me do the reform on it. 
because I'm losing my black base now. Black people started saying, yo, what's the, what's the deal? And they started to remove the crime bill. When Trump got in, he finished it off and started doing reform. Especially those who was unfairly targeted and put in jail, they could vote again. This is the things that President Trump did. I'm not going to be the one to keep mentioning the HBCUs, historically black colleges, well, how much money Trump gave us. Forget all of that. Because that's just a given. What I'm talking about is this president that's currently in office are not doing the will of the people. They're not doing what we want them to do, and they're not even being transparent with us. I would have respected if Joe Biden came out and said, guys, on Afghanistan, we got it wrong. The country fell. That was the same if worse than what Putin did so far because it wasn't no damn evasion. You had the peoples, the common peoples, came up, took over the government, and renamed the place over and, and, and said, look, we're in power now, and y'all niggas evacuate. We ran out of that bitch so fast, got 13 servicemen killed. Bunch of people hopping on planes and shit like that. The, there was no peaceful transfer of power there. But the American people don't understand these things. And what? how does that affect us? Because a lot of those people coming over here. That's traditionally how they do. They'll be in your neighborhoods now opening up the stores and the donut shops and selling you your cigars and your onions. The same people that just left over there poor will be over here under the Democrats in a new house in a new neighborhood. Seriously. Or for your tax dollars. The Democrats will do that. And they'll open up their stores and their marts and their plazas in your community. And they'll sell you your food. This is what the Democrats do to us. And we've been convinced to let it go. Allow it. I watched this cycle in New York, in Detroit, in California. And it bothered me because the way I was raised and engineered socially, the construct was built as white people are the problem. White people are the reason why life is hard and the reason why there's a mess. In my book, the way it's styled and written, because we get down to America, 20, 30 years ago, it seems like, uh-oh, this book is going to be hard on white folks. And people, like they're fishing in a speedboat, they move right over the exercises, or the exercise, excuse me, <laughs> that's laid out in the book to help you appreciate how a young man goes from being socially engineered to starting to understand the world. So when I deal with the lady on the platform who's feeding the birds, white woman, blue eyes, peppermint, smell in a bag, who paid our fare, you're learning how I got untangled from the deep state mentality. When I get hired on by the white man to a job, 
for the first time in my life. And the, the man winds up years later marrying me. And walking my bride down the aisle in my book. You get the notion that, wait a minute, we need to back up a minute and take a look at this. When we met the white girl in the diner. And she poured the orange juice slow and high and low. Remember that? See, there was numerous instances where we tried to show and display how we got from this to this and now this. And the only way you can really do that is if you walk the people down that valley so they can see why people don't understand. They ain't got no damn constitution. Yeah, that, that's just that's not what they do in the black community. Why you got no con? What the hell we got a constitution in this house for what? Well, not that many white people got it. I, dis I disagree with you. Or other people, I disagree with you. They come to this country and they get a copy. Or they're born here and their parents, grandparents. That's what they live by. That's what the country's founded on. What you mean, fam? Ain't nobody here missing school but your ass. Only thing you know is I'm black, I'm a victim, and Jesus Christ. That's what we've learned in the black community. You have no idea about wealth, generational wealth. You have no idea about foreign policies, domestic policies, yeah, for that matter. You have no idea of how our economy works. And your rights, most important of all. We're not trained to know those things. We're trained to be ignorant, dumb, blind, deaf, and foolish. And accuse people and be a victim. That's what's going on. I get sympathy from everybody, including my own self. And I also get praise from other people in my own self. To come, people always ask me, how did you come out of that though? I don't get it. I had a nice white woman. Boy, look, I met a nice white woman. I don't mean to be disrespectful. She was an older woman, too. Y'all better stop playing with me. I'm having me marry me a white woman like Frederick Douglass. She must have been in her early 60s. Boy, she was looking good. She had her hair done up and everything. I said, you just got your hair done? She was getting into her Lexus and stuff. And uh, she said, no, I, I, I need to get it done. I said, girl, you better stop playing out here looking good and stuff. She started laughing and everything. And she was in her purple and stuff. And uh, make sure you guys, if y'all have any questions, make sure y'all holler at your boy. Check out the book, Ebony Republicans at Gmail. Ebony Republicans at Gmail is the, I should have said that at the beginning, uh, is the email for this podcast. So let's talk about some stuff. I got some interesting shows and some interviews that are coming up. We're going to sit down and we're going to talk and we're going to rock the boat a little bit. But we're going to talk about it because I do believe we can fix our country. I do believe that uh, God has called on us to do such thing. Uh, I do believe it's for the wealth and the health and the good nature and the mental health of our people. Uh, I want to get back to Christmas. I want to get back to giving the church power in the way it used to be. Look, guys, it doesn't matter what I believe in or what I think. I know what the country was founded on and I know the best way that it works. So this country cannot be left to politicians and corporations. The church must be instrumental in the middle. The moment we take the church out, I don't care if it's the Catholic church or the Methodist church or the Pentecostal church 
or the Seventh-day Adventist Church or the non-denominational church, between all of them or Jewish people, we need our religious groups to keep the lid on the firmament. Do you understand? Okay? Right now we feel like the sky is falling. Everybody feels drained, bro. You people just going out, they don't even want to go out, just so they can feel like life still is out there somewhere. And we haven't drifted off like Dorothy into a dark world with the Wicked Witch or Wicked Warlock or what have you. People are politically like, stressed out, bro. These people are using the television and media and big tech to create a catastrophe and a divided country. I'm going to tell you something. Black folks wasn't just trained to eat wrong and drop out of school and pick up a gun and shoot each other, the youth. You know, there's a lot. There's a big demographic. So I have to a few towns and shit. It's a whole goddamn nation of them niggas out there wilding out. I was one of them. I started off wrong. Do you think I don't come from royalty because I started off in the ghetto? You think I don't originate in Africa somewhere or you know, who knows? The stars, the universe. But you think I don't originate out of the pyramids? That's why, no disrespect, I never... I, no, I'm just talking about... Look, I just want to give an example. If I'm trying to date a beautiful white woman, right? I don't give a shit if she's part of the Scottish Rites or uh, Harvard. Doesn't matter to me. Be a nurse, doctor, lawyer. Doesn't matter to me. Politician. I always feel like I'm on her level. All the time. You know why? I never met a white person in my life that made me feel like I wasn't on a level in my life, bro. I be talking, it don't matter, they from SMU or TCU or freaking Howard, Spelman, it doesn't matter. When I talk to them, white men, same deal. I look them square dead in the eye and most of the time I bow down a little bit. I'm beyond, I bow my head a little bit to them. You know why? Because I know that they know that who I am. They know who you are. It's you who don't know who you are. It is you that is on a search for all of these different shit things. You're the lost tribal Shabazz. You're the real goddamn Jews. You're the freaking Ashantis. You're the, 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 who knows what we are. We're the indigenous. We're Moors. Okay, we've got all these things going on. We're the lost Christians of, of Timothy or... The hypocrisy. I don't. We got all of these things is going on, guys. <laughs> oh, and we got that comedy uh, album coming for you. I promise you, we finna get up on this thing and tell some jokes, baby. Let me tell you something. Listen at me. I am not scared to tell a damn joke. I tell you, I was born for this shit. I was born in Mount Sinai Beth Israel Hospital in Manhattan. How dare I look in anybody's face? I was, I, look, I, was, I grew up around Jews. I was born in a Jewish fucking hospital. My first name is Jewish. How in the devil would I be afraid of life or to get in front of somebody and think I don't fit in your family because I ain't got no damn wealth? You know why I ain't got no fucking wealth. But I know I got all the wealth in myself and in my brain and in my books. I got all the wealth in my podcast. I got all the wealth in everything I say, everything I do and everything I want to be. And that's why I have wealth in my politics. That's why I want to make more progress. 
I'll be the first black president from New York. I'll be the first African-American president if I ever became president one day. Just think about it. No disrespect. Because I hate to use the term African-American. I, I can just be the first, uh, whatever, New York president. The first black president from New York. That's how I look at it. Because I don't be like the first white president. With white folks, it's the first president of, of, of Illinois, the first president of Iowa, the first president of Texas, first president of New York, first president of Oklahoma. You know, that's what, how I see it. So I'll be the first official Negro, <laughs> black American, nigga, ghetto, to be the first black president from New York. You know, Camilla Harris is one of the scariest vice presidents I've ever seen since Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson was a scary motherfucker. He was right behind uh, uh, he was right behind Lincoln, bro. He he was very disrespectful, but he was very up front. He was very forward, very forward. Life it is what it is. He was a Democrat too, and that was like one of the first weird times that you know you you got a Republican at the at the top of the ticket and a Democrat on the bottom. I always wonder why we don't do more of that. I'm tired of looking at blue versus red, blue versus these are, these are the more sophisticated political bloods and crips. This is shit. Shit is stupid, bro. Bro, listen, I want to, I'm getting married again, guys. Y'all all right with that? I'm talking reckless, ain't I? I'm talking reckless. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm trying to stay on point, but I feel so good. I just like to, I like to bother people, you know? LGBTQ, transgenders and all the people that's out there. Let me tell you something. They know that they're being used by the Democratic Party. I go as far as back to remember when it was a slogan out there that they all had AIDS and stuff. Remember that, y'all? Who do you think passed that around? It was the Republicans passing around, come to Jesus. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't the answer either, all this evangelical stuff. But hey, guess what? That's what they was offering. What was the other side offering? More propaganda. Because at that time, see, people don't understand, it was beneficial for the Democratic Party to flip on the gay community. It was beneficial. They were able to win over more conservative Democrats. Democrats who was, you know, just kind of like their views better. But they still wasn't with, you know, change in the style of the country. All right, them Kennedy, you know, conservative Democrats. Once they were not important anymore, they, they all died off after Carter. And the progressive Democrat came in. This was the Clinton, you know. And it got reckless. And they didn't need the black community at that time. But they were smart enough to keep half of it or the majority of it in black women and children. Thus came the crime bill. When Reagan was in office, there were more black people making money and he wasn't no friend of theirs, really, to be honest with you. Reagan just didn't really give a fuck. He was trying to, that nigga was from the movies. You know what I'm saying? He just come through. What up, bro? I'm Reagan. 
uh, just be conservative, keep the government down, and let the businesses make money. Let everybody do what they do, and uh, we got a meeting over there with the middle, you know, the world. Let them know shit is real. This Republicans in here. We see y'all later. And he was just styling and graceful, handsome guy, strolling and walking. You know, he's trying to hate on the nigga, trying to shoot the nigga, you know. But Reagan was still that nigga was he was he was dapper dare. Look for real, that nigga put the red, the R in red. That nigga was ruby red, bro. That nigga was a straight up. Fucking Republican. You can't knock the nigga for how he was raised and how he grew up. You dig what I'm saying? A lot of these Republicans are now morphing and changing into us. Okay? Things are moving and progressing, by the way. But Reagan was for real. And there was stability in the homeland during Reagan's time. And... What people have to understand, every time the Democrats get in, some global shit happens that affects us here. Whether we got to send our boys and girls, our children, our men and our women over there to help straighten out shit. This is what we've been doing. And then, then on top of that, we've been spending the taxpayers' money on fixing up shit that we done fucked up with or was part of. And so we just got this, you know, kind of title for building nations, going in and rebuilding them and getting them running and prospering, making them our pals. And you can say, well, look, didn't Bush do that? Not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. And I'm not going to defend Bush's record because I didn't like a lot of his record, but he done some good things. I didn't like a lot of Clinton's record. In fact, 90% of his record I didn't like. But he did some 10% things. He did some things with the economy and the budget and whatnot. Jobs was okay. They were kind of loose. Shit was working. You know what I'm saying? But during Reagan, whether it was good or bad, Reagan had the police. Okay, you know, he backed them down a little bit. You know, the hustler became born. Rap. Hip hop and shit like that was kind of like like exploding. The 80s was just crazy, and Reagan held that shit down. 80, pretty much 81, 88, 89. It was Reaganomics, baby Paul. That's where Jay Z was born in 88. You know what I'm saying? You know, in 88, bro. But he talks about what happens before 88. Just like myself, when I, man, it was, yo, look, look. My grandmother told me before she died, she said, Reagan was the one of the best presidents we ever had. She told me that Nixon was good too, but Nixon had some problems internally. He got caught up with the Democrats and that shit happened with the scandal. My grandmother told I'm only going to tell you what my grandmother told me. She said they set him up. She said because he was too, part of, too much part of the Republic. He believed in giving the American people control over the treasury. So he wanted to do the gold standard situation. The same thing like Kennedy. He wanted to give the internal American people here control in, in the hands of Congress to mint and do all that kind of stuff. That's what she told me. My grandmother, she said, you always follow the conservatives and you follow the Republicans. My grandmother told me, my grandmother was a Republican. I'm telling you. My grandmother liked Clinton because he wooed a lot of them. And when he did some crazy stuff in office, like smoke, a little bit talking about smoking weed and getting blowjobs, it kind of enhanced 
of people who have stoked, fell kind of, you know, in a, in a fallen state. You know, after the Panthers, after Malcolm X, after Martin Luther King, after civil rights and things like that. You're talking about a sort of a demoralized and a step down of a community. You dig what I'm saying? Even though, my, you know, a lot of them were, you know, coming home from the army and things like that. A lot of them were still getting jobs and whatnot here, there, and everywhere. But there was no real progress. You know, we're talking about wealth-wise. You're talking about from the 30, 40 years before that, you know, we're talking about over 55% of black people was living in a house. Now we're talking about well over 70, 80% of them are not living in a house. They're living in some sort of apartment, some sort of shack or deal or what have you, you know, in the street, homeless, etc. So, <laughs> you know, where's the progress? The pro we, we've had, we had, we've went backwards. I feel very proud of the African-Americans who came here and were, played instruments and the blues and jazz and all that good stuff. I, I, I respect and I love black people who've done comedy, who've politics, who invented, uh, you know, different inventions in this country. You know what they are. We don't need to name them out today. We need the peanut butter. Stop. No. Okay? I'm very proud to be an African-American and I fit in any goddamn circle. Okay, we don't got to go to the ancient days of Egypt and, you know, the Greeks. and the, We don't have to go there, believe me. You already involved, you understand, you get it. Bro, this song has been on my mind, bro. I just love this. I love the, oh man, 2-6. That's my girl, bro. I wish, I feel like I would marry her ass. Beautiful bitch. She's a cute white woman too. She got some boots and some jeans on, mommy. What's up? <laughs> you know she got a sprinter van. Like, hey, where we going? I promise I'll be here. <laughs> Shit, I'll be fresh. Hitting that hoe. Look at her. Pretty ass. And she thick too. Guys, I'm playing. I'm over here just chilling. Listen, this is an experience, guys, and this is an experiment. Let's never forget that and don't take ourselves too serious. Because anytime we start to get too diabolical, and I don't want to say diabolical, I shouldn't, probably shouldn't say that. Whenever we start getting into like, gosh, man, I don't know what the hell tomorrow's going to be. It's good to keep your eyes open, but we got to make sure we keep God in our circle. Whenever we confront persons who we know are doing wrong, including the president, we got to say in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, Mr. Joe Brown, how you doing? Yes, I'll take your question. Uh, what is your name? What channel are you with? I'm with the uh, conservative channel, and uh, this is Clyde Yorkshire. All right, what do you want, son? Well, sir, in the name of Jesus, how y'all doing, everybody? Hallelujah. Mr. Joe Biden, how you doing, sir? Yes, sir, keep going. Let's go. What's up? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just Mr. Joe Biden. Yes, sir. Let's go. I have the question. I'm sitting here waiting. Sweating in my boots. Oh, Joe, you know. <laughs> Boom. Oh, yeah, Mr. President, let me get down to the question. Uh, Mr. President, uh, thank you for removing the crime bill. And black men appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Here you go. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, hell, uh, you know, I talked with uh, Barack and shit, you know, and Clinton said, hell, we, we, we kind of messed up there, pal. And, you know, we get things going. Hell, looks, I'm from Scranton. My dad told me you take a good old snowball and you throw it far as you can. Never think that you, you know, can never move forward. 
State of the Union. Russia is the bad guy. Okay, cool, cool. Look, I'm no fan of Vlad. Even though I'll be saying Vlad, man, include this gangster family. Everybody know Vlad gonna get some land. Y'all niggas knew that shit. Obama, I had to give it to him. He, you know, he, he, he was pretty close to Putin. People don't know that. He said he he said he walked in a meeting one day, listening. They didn't even invite his ass. He walked in. What's up, Putin? Y'all niggas, what y'all niggas doing up in here? I gotta give him credit for that. If that's what you did, then that's dope. But Trump. You remember when he went to that European moon? He's that meeting. He said, look, look, look. Um, move out the way. I got to get in the front of this shit. I love the president, man. President Trump gave me hope, man, that we can probably fix this shit. And the Supreme Court, I got to give it. Supreme Court, y'all in here today. Can I shout out my Supreme Court? And yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's stop the show for a second. Stop, 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 stop. Every Republicans, every Republicans at Gmail, holla at your boy. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, 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 listen. We got to give a shout out to the goddamn military. We got to say thank you, God, that we got a damn military. Because if the military had not been in the, oh my God, the most honorable and amazing people, we would have been had chaos here. The military, thank God for the military. And I'm going to tell you another thing. Thank God for the fucking police and law enforcement. We would be fucked without law enforcement right here. I'm so sorry, dude. Are y'all niggas crazy? It's a jungle out here. You got niggas mad at each other for colors. You think they are the cops are going and shit, nigga? We are. We got social workers out here. Are you kidding me? They've created a world where the only way out of that is to actually come in and, and clean it out. Get rid of all of the bad apples. And it depends on how you're going to do this now. If you're talking about coming and meeting with the community leaders, coming and meeting with the church and say, listen, guys, we got to get these bad apples out of here. These persons who are doing these ridiculous crimes, whether they're sanctuary cities or whatnot, I don't know. But we got to hit, especially these inner cities, we got to go in there and we got to figure out why are there so many deaths a week? How can we stop this shit? Okay, nobody's coming in here to try to plant any evidence or any goddamn drugs or freaking, you know, steal anybody. Look, we've got to figure out how do people stop dying in Chicago? How do they stop dying in California? And, you know, well, I mean, what the hell is going on here? And Trump was the only one to actually say it just like that. What the fuck is going on in this country? Wait, we, we are completely manufacturing homelessness. We are manufacturing manufacturing uh, 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 people who are victims and people who need uh, uh, the state to take care of them for the rest of their life because they've been offended decades ago, centuries ago. We have to give out more welfare to get more votes. I'm not ashamed to say that this happened to us and we was taken advantage of and we was kind of molded into this type of community. I'm saying I want to fix it. I've even given people some policies that I believe in. The family care, you know, the family act bill, the family act, whatever, you know, we need to do that. Reform and help build the middle class. Maternity leave for men needs to be in there. Reform of child support and a recording of one's time. 
to help give real mental relief to the other parent, along with whatever the the courts will adjust on the budget of the. They always talk to him like he's just the the guy, the donor, you know, and the mom, and you're the you know, custodian guy or whatever. <laughs> Come on, guys. We can do better than this. Listen, there was a lot of inappropriate stuff that happened in uh, the case with Kim Fox and R. Kelly and the case with Kim Fox and Jesse Smollett and just the practices of some of these prosecutors around here that's been basically prosecuting black men but going liberal and relaxing the laws on the general public. So crime is at an all-time high in a lot of places. Like Chicago. Listen how this works. The black men are filling up the jails in these cities with Kim Fox and they're getting prosecuted hands down no matter what you do. Listen. Here's what they're doing though. After they prosecute most of the black males, they let them out after a while and they continue to cycle them into this. Listen. Other ethnicities that come in there that are like MS-13 and a lot of these gangs from El Salvador and whatnot, these are real serious gangs. There's a lot of white gangs and Asian gangs, but there's a lot of bad apples out there, right? They let these persons walk. Folks who got no papers, no ID, they're from the Middle East, they just walk back onto these streets. And you think it's only black people out there that's doing ghetto crazy, creepy Ghetto shit and nigga shit. No, 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 bro. There's a lot of everything out there. And a city that is in subgroups and everything with bad stuff anywhere you go. Just watch where you go. That's how it is really outside. That's real, man. Go to California. The perfect example or New York. We've known that for years. You got the Asian gangs out there. That is crazy. The Haitian gangs. Go to Florida, look at it. And this is how they handle their politics. We got to bring people together. We, but we got to keep our country. We got to close our borders. And we've got to help those who have been disenfranchised by the government, big government, creating a welfare state, and give the power back to the people. We got to let the people fix their communities. We got to let the people open up businesses and be able to move forward in life and give tax credit to families who are filing taxes together. Not just a child tax credit. Not just a child uh, tax credit. How about a marriage tax credit? We, we support black businesses, white businesses, Asian businesses, Hispanic businesses. We can help people. We don't have to give away the, the taxpayers' money to do it. We can ease some regulations. We can work with the people. We got to keep our guns. We got to get a hold of these abortions that are just like going to order a chicken sandwich from the store. We got to tighten up our borders. We got to get fund our military increase the budget for the police. We got real problems in the country. And we got to stop backpedaling and apologizing for everything under the Biden administration. 